Hello, and welcome to the Do Not Enter podcast. Step one, you failed. You're already here. So it doesn't matter if I offend you from here on in. Today, I present you the undisputed heavyweight podcast host of the world, Jordan Lee Sanderson. Today, we're talking about wrestling, because why not? Wrestling was one of my favorite things growing up as a kid. And I'll be honest, I still watch it now to this day. And I'll be honest again, I really want a friggin' WWE championship replica. Like, it doesn't have to be the most expensive one. I'll take just, like, the second best one. I'm not greedy. I'm just a fair man who knows what he wants. Now, as most kids, you would do everything you could to try and replicate your favorite moves and, you know, put on your own little matches. And I used to do that all the time with my cousins. We used to go on the trampoline or we'd try moves on like the lounge and stuff like that. And oh my God, I was the one kid that like knew every, uh, every superstar's entrance music. I would be like in the corner and I'd be like doing the announcing, here it comes. Uh, Rey Mysterio, who's that jumping out the sky, Ari Wat? You know, like, I remember the old classics and stuff like that. And, uh, those were probably the best moments I had as a kid. And I tried to go to all the shows, uh, growing up, like, the, when they came out here. And even though they weren't, like, main events or anything, it, it was still cool to go and see that. You know, like, I, I've experienced having The Undertaker there, and you hear the dong, and you're like, oh, shit, the fucking Undertaker's here. Like, holy shit. Um, and I think the main reason I'm watch, uh, talking about this is because I, I was watching wrestling tonight. And um, uh, Chris Benoit, which, you know, is a lot of, which is a touchy subject in the wrestling community, and yeah, you know, if you know the case and and um, what happened with Chris Benoit, yeah, you know, and and it's it's so shit to think about, like you know why it happened, and uh, it would be interesting to know what was going through his head and what led up to it and whatever else, and you know they they say it was from all the painkillers and all the drugs and. And the chair shots to the head, to the fact that he had uh, brain damage to like an 80 year old war veteran and whatever else. And like, I just, it baffles me. Like, how, you know, like he was meant to be in a championship match and win a championship um, either that night or the day before it all happened and he didn't show up. And that's when it all kicked off. And people were like, what's going on? You know, like, if, if you go into the documentaries and. You know, like the wrestlers talking about it, you find out a bit more and it's just crazy to just think like, fuck, how? How did he do that and why? Why? Because he was honestly one of the greatest wrestlers of all time and, you know, he he won't be inducted to the Hall of Fame because of these horrible things. Like, I I really think, you know, like, it's hard because, you know, you want him to be inducted because the wrestler, Chris Benoit, the character, he was, you know, like, he was the one you want inducted into the Hall of Fame. 
not the Chris Benoit that did what he did to his family, you know, and it, and it's hard, I understand, to make those two worlds different because he's the same person, you know, but like, shit, you know, it just sucks that, uh, you know, like people like Eddie Guerrero dying, you know, like the, that shit was crazy, you know, like these people seemed invincible and they're such amazing talents and now they're gone from the world because, you know, if all the shit that happens as a wrestler, you know, you get addicted to pain medication and, or, you know, just heart attacks from steroids and whatever else, I, you know, like I'm not saying steroids gives you heart attacks, but you understand what I'm saying. You know, like I just can't believe it because like I was just sitting there and I thought WWE got rid of everything that had to do with Chris Benoit and I was watching, I think it was the 2005 Royal Rumble. Um, and he's the second entrance and you hear... Bada bada bam, bada bada bam, and I just I I was actually on my phone at the time, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Like it actually took me by surprise. I was like, "Um, excuse me, um, who, <laughs> who is this man?" Um, yeah, like, and it's just ah, uh, the two. Let me just <laughs> the 2005 Royal Rumble is something you need to watch. You need to go right at the end. It is so unplanned, like Batista and John Cena last two and Batista goes for a Batista bomb and they both fucking stumble over the ropes and Vince McMahon's coming out because he's like what the fuck like motherfuckers messed up my shit like unbelievable <laughs> he jumps in the ring and as he goes to jump in the ring he's the top of his uh, thighs where his uh, quads are uh, they hit the, they hit the apron and completely tear off the bone, both of them. This man is sitting in the ring. <laughs> um, and he continues to sit there. It's the most awkward thing. For like 10 minutes, they're all like, oh, well, oh, Vince McMahon is absolutely furious. He's just sitting in the ring. Like, no, this man can't stand up. He tried to stand up and fell down. Oh man, but like, oh gosh, yeah. I, even though you know it's all scripted, most things are scripted, and the storylines, uh, you know, like a, a bit over dramatic, and you know, like I would say a, a lot more of wrestling was probably like it looked a little bit more realistic back in the day now compared to now these days, where things are more like, oh yeah, this is gonna happen. It's so obvious, you know. But like. I miss the chair shots to the head, man. They were so brutal. Like, just the extreme matches, like, um, you know, anything from ECW and, like, oh, Jesus Christ. It, it, it's unbelievable to think the amount of torture that these people put themselves through just for our entertainment. Like, and I think that's they don't get enough credit for that. You know, like, people like Jeff Hardy jumping off 20-foot ladders through a table... Like, I, I'm not doing that. Like, I wanted, I wanted to be a wrestler. I did. When I was a kid, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be a wrestler. That's my dream. And unfortunately, that never happened. And I wish I did. I, I, what would be my wrestling name? Jordan Danger. Or like, you know, people use their last names and stuff. Like, I got such a, like, Jordan Lee Sanderson. Like, no one's going to be like, yeah, that's a world champion waiting to happen. Like, maybe like Jordan Lee. No, I don't really like that because it's just my dad's last name. Um, maybe Jordan Sanderson, but even then, like, that doesn't really fit, like, a, a wrestler, like, but Jordan Danger's just so cringy, 
to be a wrestler's name. Like, that's just so, yeah. Um, but, like, I don't know. I feel like I'd want to be one of those guys that didn't really have, like, a status. Like, I wasn't a heel or and I wasn't really, like, a, a baby face um, kind of wrestler. Like, I was just there to do my job. Like, don't get in my way kind of thing. Like, I'm just there for my own, you know, like, I'm here to be champion. That's it. Like, that's what I, I would have liked. You know, maybe I do go through, like, a heel stage and a, and a baby face stage every now and again. But, like, that was my main kind of gimmick. And maybe go for a tag team. Kind of, like, run. Like, oh, man. I was always practicing moves. I learned how to backflip because I wanted to do high-flying maneuvers. And I wasn't afraid to jump off, like, the house ladders that we had at home onto the trampoline. You know, so... Maybe I could have done stuff like Jeff Hardy, like jumping off a fucking 20-foot ladder and <laughs> crashing through. Like Shane McMahon jumping off the top of a Hell in the Cell. And The Undertaker is just like, <laughs> nope, fuck that. Moves out the way and Shane McMahon's just lifeless body goes through this fucking announce table. Holy shit, I lost my brain. I was like, oh my god, this man dead. Like, it's just, it inspired me to just want to learn how to, you know, do new things, and, yeah, I'm thankful that I, I watched wrestling as a kid, like, I didn't even get to watch it, like, week in, week out, it was kind of just like, my cousins would have DVDs, and I'd get to watch those, you know, so, even if I was late to the, to party, and see, like, the main event that happened, like, two months ago, I was like, still, this is crazy, like, we played every single wrestling game, Oh, I even have some on PS2, and they were just, oh, I would not play anything else week in, week out, just, like, managerial mode, um, story mode, you know, you create your own characters, and, oh, I put so much time and effort into wrestling games that it's just, like, as soon as I boot up an old wrestling game, it's just nostalgia, like, unbelievable nostalgia and that's just like I'm thankful because you know like those are the most I don't know most fun moments that I had growing up was just wrestling like to the point where I was even in my bedroom um growing up and wrestling was on the tv and i was practicing how to do fucking like I think it was like there was a moment where they got on the turnbuckle and they did a superplex, like, where that's where they're on the top rope, and they come down, suplex the, the other wrestler, and I did that while it was happening, and I did it to my pillow, and um, because my sister and I used to have bunk beds, so we separated those, and we just slept in our own single beds, you know, by the separated bunk beds, so they weren't really that strong anyway. Um, and I suplexed this pillow, like, fucking for the world championship, and... Bang! The base of my bed, <laughs> not the ba- uh, like the f- the framework, the side um, frame, just cracks, and I was like, "Oh my god, what was that? I'm not gonna have a bed to sleep on." And I think my mum and my nan were in the lounge room at the time, and they just heard it and they were like, "What the fuck is going on <laughs> in that room?" <laughs> and they come out, uh, come in, and they're like. What happened? I was like, nothing. And they like saw the bed and they were like, so how did this happen? 
while the wrestling's on the television. I was like, oh, I don't know. I just, I sat down in my bed really like aggressively by accident. Like I was just throwing myself on the bed, you know, um, and oh, it just must've, just must've broke. And like, oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, right. And <laughs> we ended up like having to sticky tape <laughs> the bed frame back together because like <laughs> they didn't want it to like sag down and get worse. So that happened. But like, we would do Royal Rumbles and stuff, like, where there'd be, like, ten of us <laughs> all trying to throw each other off a trampoline. <laughs> uh, and, like, you would get the one kid that was able to, like, grab onto, like, the bar and kind of just... You wouldn't be able to get them off and they'd eventually give up and you'd just push them off and they'd, like, fall to their death because you were just on a trampoline and there's no, like... It's just ground. It's just straight up. You, if you land on your face, you're just going to die as a kid. That's it. Game over. Um, but yeah, like, it's just, it, it's so surreal. Like, let, let's have a look how long the whole Chris Benoit incident was. Um, Chris Benoit. He died in 2007. That was 14 years ago. Jesus Christ. 14 years ago. So, like, what year did Eddie Guerrero die? In 2005. So, Eddie Guerrero passed away at uh, 38, and Chris Benoit was 40, I think, when he passed away. Um, so, Jesus Christ. 14 and 16 years ago. That's absolutely crazy. Like, to think these wrestlers that that's how long ago it, like that's how long it's been jeez that really puts like a, a like just a it blows you away because it feels like only like a few years ago that, the, that this happened and you know to think that it's been almost 20 years jeez you know like some of my favourite wrestlers you know like you know, John Cena doesn't really even wrestle anymore, and, you know, The Undertaker's retired, Batista's now a movie star, and, like, Triple H is old, and, you know, is, like, running the stuff behind the show, and Shawn Michaels is on NXT doing, you know, the development side of that stuff, and... It's just crazy, like, you know, like, of course, you, you're you always going to remember the greats, like The Rock and Stone Cold and Rikishi, like, not saying Rikishi was the best wrestler in the world, but, you know, they're iconic wrestlers, you know, like, my favourite thing was watching, like, the two cool dance with Rikishi, Grandmaster Sexy and Scotty Too Hotty. Oh, if I can recreate that with, like, two other people, I think that'll be my viral video that blows up, <laughs> honestly. Um... But, you know, like, like just you think of moments that just were iconic, like The Undertaker throwing Mankind off the, the top of the Hell in the Cell and then chokeslamming him through the top of the cell. You know, and he falls through the cage and he hits the friggin' old wrestling rings that they used to have. And those were hard rings back then. Like, they were hard as fuck. And you've just got this man falling and hitting it like splat. Like Mick Foley is hands down the hardest motherfucker 
on this planet. He is missing part of his ear. He is fucked up his teeth. He is fucked up his body. All for the entertainment. And people still go, oh, it's just, it's fake. It's boring. Like, no. Like, you've got to look at the danger behind it. Like, a lot of wrestlers hurt themselves and have to go into early retirement. Like, like look at Edge, right? Edge is a great wrestler. When he had to retire, it was like, oh, my God. Like, you know, he had so many years left in him. And he was gone for so long. And then he finally came back at last year's Royal Rumble and everyone lost their minds. Like, I remember my nips were so hard when when his music dropped. Oh, I was like, oh, holy shit, it's actually happening. Yeah, and yeah, like he only signed because, you know, obviously he can't wrestle week in, week out. But to just see him doing what he loved again, you know, it, it's such a surreal feeling like and I could I couldn't even imagine how it feels to him to be able to get back in a ring but you know like Daniel Bryan Daniel Bryan was another one that was lucky enough to return but there are wrestlers that that probably will never return like I think Tyson Kidd I think had a neck injury I think he broke his neck possibly I'm not sure can't remember but I don't think he'll ever wrestle again unless he is wrestling I'm not actually I haven't checked up on Tyson Kidd but, you know, like, but in saying that, Stone Cold broke his neck and he wrestled again. Um, you know, like, there's been plenty of botches where things have gone wrong and <laughs> they've, like, oh, I was watching an old match and it's like, uh, it's, I think it's um, Unforgiven, I think it is. And it's, it's originally going to be like Paul London and Brian Kendrick versus William Regal and Dave Taylor. And, like, they're getting ready, and then all of a sudden you hear, like, here's the Mac Militant, like, Theodore Long comes out, and he's like, listen here, players, I am making this match a fatal four-way, like, and, you know, obviously two other tag teams coming out, which is Eminem and then the Hardys, and he's like, also, like, now listen here, players, I'm making it a ladder match, you know, like, okay, Jesus Christ. Fair enough. We were just grateful to see a fatal four-way and the Hardy boys are back together and whatever else. You know, and there is a moment, like there is some pretty full-on like moments in that match regardless, but like there is a moment where a ladder is being set up and they put like another ladder on top, kind of like a seesaw in a way. So the one ladder's got its legs out like a V and then they line another ladder up on top, kind of like, like I said, like a seesaw. And they're about to suplex Jeff Hardy onto it. And then Matt Hardy comes over and pulls them down and knocks their heads together, like boing, in the little bird shop. You know, um, and they're like, oh gosh, I'm so dizzy. And then like Jeff jumps, probably, you know, if he waited probably like two more seconds, it could have avoided injury, but you can't guarantee that these things are going to happen. It's a very fast environment. Anyway, he jumps off the top of the rope onto the other side of the ladder, which then seesaws up into their faces. Now, um, Johnny Nitro just did the thing where it's like, oh, it hit me. No, no, no. Joey Mercury, that motherfucker got hit and fucked up. That guy's face exploded blood. Like, 
it was the most goriest thing I had witnessed probably like since I actually started watching wrestling. Like that was the goriest thing I'd seen at that time. Like, yeah, you can see the scenes where they got all blood and like, you know, like, yeah, of course they did blading and stuff, but like for something to go that wrong, that was probably the most fucked up thing I saw. And I was like, oh my God, this man is dead. Holy Jesus, he is dead. And like, they're, they're not shy. They show the whole thing and they're, you know, like if you saw the photos of his face, Jesus, this man, lucky it like didn't kill him. You know, like, but, you know, he come back and wrestled again. You know, like these things happen, but how do you prepare you know, to, to sacrifice your body like that. Like, and again, it's just for the love and the entertainment and the passion for it. And that's why it shits me why people go, oh, it's so fake. Like, fuck off. You, you, you. Get your head out of your own ass for two seconds and realize that these people put themselves at risk every time they step into that ring. You know, like, yeah, we get it. Like, they're, they're fake and a lot, of, a lot of it is fake and scripted. But, you know, like, fuck they break their backs and their ribs and tear muscles and do whatever else and and that's not entertaining you know like well it's not entertaining but like that's not enough to say like these things aren't as fake as they seem but like honestly you know like go watch some of these full on great matches you know I think you'll you'll realise how much respect you have for it. Like, I'm, I'm gonna, 100%, Monday coming up, I'm not working, I'm gonna watch the Royal Rumble, because I can, because I'm part of the WWE Network, and I'm gonna go watch that shit, because I wanna see who wins it. That's gonna be very interesting. The wrestlers I'm digging at the moment, digging Kevin Owens. I do like Drew McIntyre. Um, I don't know why they need to bring Goldberg back to fight him. Uh, they, they could have gone anywhere in that aspect. I don't know how I feel about The Fiend. I think, I think I'm kind of over that. kind of just want Bray Wyatt to come back and, and do his own thing. Um, who else? Like, I wish... I kind of feel like Rey Mysterio, like, even though he's done great things for the business and whatever else, I think he's getting the raw end of the stick at this point in time. Like, I don't think he's won any significant things in the past couple of years and then bringing Dominic on like his son and even getting like his family involved and like his daughter had a boyfriend and then had to kiss a wrestler on TV like I would be like oh, I'm not sure if I'm comfortable with this but like I don't think he's like they had the fake popping out his eye and stuff like that like Jesus they just set the fiend on fire on TV and stuff like that. like I do appreciate some of the other cool matches like the Boneyard match or like the Undertaker and AJ Styles um, I haven't watched the Fire House, uh, Firefly House fight with like Bray Wyatt and John Cena properly like I only saw the highlights uh, I think if I watched that that'd be pretty cool like the ones where they get to just be creative I think work really well that's why I think COVID was kind of like the perfect time for them to experiment. You know, like, it's not a good thing, COVID, but, like, for them, creativity... Uh, cre creativity... Yeah, you know what? For them to be more creative, because <laughs> it's, like, one thirty in the morning and my brain doesn't want to work on hard words, even though it's not a hard word, um, it was a good thing. 
you know, they get to go in different directions and try new things. And if it doesn't work, ah, well, we'll forget about it when things go back to normal because they'll be too worked up about being able to go back to shows and stuff like that. So, you know, it's just, ah, uh, I don't know. I just have a profound love. Wrestling will always have a um, spot in my heart. And I think I want to get a, a wrestling belt tattoo or just like a wrestler tattoo um, just to to have that memory there forever, you know, like something that made an impact on my life. You know, like I, I still would like to just even try like, you know, and find a way to go into like indie wrestling and just give it a shot. Just, you know, create my own character. It's just a, it's just another way to be creative and try new things. And like, that's what I'm all about. I just want to try everything. And that's why I do so much, you know, like YouTube and I want to try more skits and try and make movies and, you know, like I'd like to do things like I'm not, I, don't, I have a fear of heights. I'd like to go skydiving and, you know, stuff like that. Just put myself out of my comfort zone. You know, and I think that that, that all stemmed from watching wrestling. You know, so it'll always be in my heart, wrestling. You know, so, yeah, I just wanted to come in here and, talk shit about wrestling for a while because <laughs> why the fuck not it's like 1.30 on a fucking Friday morning and I had nothing better else to do so this has been Jordan Lee Sanderson the host of the Do Not Enter podcast thank you for coming and listening to me talk shit I hope you have a pleasant day night afternoon wherever the fuck you are and whatever the fuck you're doing take it easy I'll see you in the next episode